0: Radio 191 FM podcast. You may have heard about the ambitious Rotorua District Council Representation Arrangements Bill and the controversy that it's attracted. It's a bill which seeks to effectively level the playing field between Maori and non-Maori constituents in Rotorua by reshaping the council's composition. Under the Representation Arrangements Bill, the Rotorua Council would be composed of 3 Maori ward seats, 3 general ward seats, 4 seats for the whole district to vote on, and the mayoralty. This legislation seeks to bypass the Local Electoral Act of 2001, as that act stipulates that Māori and general seats must be calculated by population demographics. So why all the controversy then? Well, shortly after the Rotorua Council's bill passed its first reading in late Painga Fafa, April, it was criticised by Attorney General David Parker for breaching the Bill of Rights and for being discriminatory to those on the general roll. Parker reckoned that the bill would disproportionately elevate the power of Māori voters, and thus the bill cannot be justified. The bill also copped flak from the National Party, with National's Justice Spokesperson Paul Goldsmith labelling the representation arrangements bill a constitutional outrage. Although the Attorney General's ruling is non-binding, it does have political weight weight which was demonstrated when the Labour Party halted their support for the bill. Consequently, the Rotorua Council paused the bill when it was under review by the Māori Affairs Select Committee in order to seek advice and fine-tune the legislation. Rotorua Mayor Steve Chadwick said the bill was always intended to champion fair representation for Māori in local government.
1: You have gone on the Māori role for the general election and if you then come um, want to vote in our bill, you get three votes whereas those on the general ward get six. And we say that's just not fair. So that's why we came up with a bill that is is fair. It reflects the Treaty of Waitangi and the centen agreement on which our township was built. It's been over a month
0: since the Rotorua Council have made any announcements about the bill. So it's high time for some reflection on the controversy which often surrounds co-governance and the importance of Māori representation in local government. Titiriti specialist and University of Otago politics professor Janine Hayward says Māori wards and Māori electorates attract so much backlash due to the lack of education on how these co-governance models work. And from the lack of public knowledge comes the claims of separatism and Māori privilege.
1: They're not well understood. We have an awful lot of reactionary responses to the ideas about the Māori electorates and the Māori wards, which are based on some pretty fundamental misunderstandings about how they work. So when people are objecting to both the Māori electorates and the Māori wards, it's normally because they believe that those are offering Māori some kind of privilege, is the language that's often used or that they somehow run up against some really fundamental democratic principles that people hold quite dear. So sometimes people think that it means that Māori are getting an extra vote, but that's really not true in either case, in the case of Māori electorates or Māori wards. Despite
0: some politicians, like Christopher Luxon, characterising co-governance initiatives as separatist and divisive, Hayward says that they serve to ensure that Māori have a meaningful voice – in a political system which has denied them one thus far.
1: There's nothing inherently wrong with allowing groups of people to self-identify and be, you know, be visible. So separating in that sense, there's nothing wrong with that. It depends on what you do with that. So in the case of Māori electorates and Māori wards, what that idea of being able to identify groups helps us to do, rather than disenfranchise people, is to do the total opposite and ensure that You can have good diversity and have particular groups represented at decision-making forums and in local councils or in parliament in ways that they otherwise clearly are struggling to do because of the way that democracy works and some of the obstacles that they encounter.
0: Hayward believes that there's no one-size-fits-all Māori representation arrangement for every council in Aotearoa. The Dunedin City Council, for instance, hasn't got a Māori ward. Instead, the DCC chose to elect two runaka representatives on two key planning committees after a kōrero with mana on what Māori representation should look like in Ōtipoti. Although meaningful and effective Māori representation might vary from council to council, Hayward says that councils across the country need to address maori underrepresentation so that local government can truly deliver on its treaty obligations.
1: I don't think any. Number of other initiatives can detract from the fact that we have an issue about maori being underrepresented in local government at the council table where decisions are actually made so you can have as many other people as you want on other councils through other advisory consultation boards whatever the other arrangements are but I still think it is at some point we need to reflect on the actual Council representation arrangements and the kinds of councils that those deliver, and what we think that ought to reflect about the treaty partnership in Aotearoa New Zealand.
0: This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.